Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Teacher Answers Podcast. My name's Sam Griffin. I got a special guest here today on the Where Are They Now series. Joining me today from 2017's nursing class is Morgan Mulligan. How are you today, Morgan? I'm doing good. How are you? Thank you so much for coming in. This is going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. Join us as we go back in time and then talk about her life as we um, get to what she's currently, she currently just graduated. We'll talk about all that in just a second here on the Teacher Answers Podcast. Welcome home, my friends, to the Teacher Answers Podcast, a show where I take high school students' questions and answer them in the most no-nonsense way possible. My name is Sam Griffin, 28-year veteran high school teacher and examiner of the teenage brain. Come with me and explore why high school students do what they do. That's it. How you doing, Morgan? I'm doing all right. Just got off work. It's a nice day out, and we're inside recording this. But, man, this has been one. This, this where are they now stuff is one of the most rewarding things ever in my career. To sit down, it's like, it's like a fast-forward thing, you know? It's like I can remember you sitting. You sit right toward the middle of the room. Am I right? Yep. Yeah, and it's like... What are we talking? Four, five years, almost five years later. Boom, here we are. And now we're going to talk about how it turned out. See, at the end of the year, I just did it with my students. I'm like, well, let's hear your plans. You know, this this go with the flow thing isn't the best idea. Um, so, you know, what were your plans? Do you remember what were your plans when you were 17, 18? Um, my plan has always been to go finish my bachelor's right out of high school. I didn't want to take too much time off or mess around too much because I was afraid I wouldn't want to go back to college mm -hmm. if I had decided to take some time to just to work. Mm -hmm. But luckily, my home situation allowed me to do that. I know a lot of kids graduating high school don't have that opportunity, but mm -hmm. I was able to head right at, into OUZ and finish my bachelor's pretty quick. And you just finished. Yep. How's that feel? Awesome. I know. Like, now is there going to be more schooling after this? Maybe one day, but not in any immediate future. What would it be, though? Because you have your RN now, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I I really like um, the OB stuff and a lot of the CRNAs. They do all the epidurals and the spinals for C-sections and stuff. And oh, whoa, 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 time out. You, you, just, you just hit me with like four acronyms in a row there. You, the CRNAs. It's a nurse anesthetist. Oh, okay. They kind of act like as an anesthesiologist mm -hmm. on labor and delivery. They're the ones that will put in your epidurals and stuff. And mm -hmm. they, they have great pay and, you know, super smart. They kind of get to act on their own. They work under an anesthesiologist, but they kind of run the show on labor and delivery for the most part. They're usually the best ones mm -hmm. to get an epidural from because they do it all the time. That's That sounds... I don't know. I, I My mom was a nurse for 44 years. She was an RN. And I, I couldn't, that's just not my jam. You know, I, I see why it's awesome and it is awesome. I have so much respect for nurses and, and I, by the way, I'm a little bit late on nurse appreciation week, but uh, that was what, two weeks ago, I think. That would be a lot more schooling though. And yeah. it's hard to get into those programs. It's really, really competitive. And um, right now I just kind of want to focus on being an adult and making my own money and that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. no school plans anytime super soon. Gotcha. So let's go back to 2017 then. And, you know, 
work history, life, life events. What, what happened when you graduated and you turned the tassel <laughs> then to now? Well, I really remember Mitty's graduation ceremony. My friend Emma, she sang our um, like closing song or whatever it was. It was The Climb, and she did awesome. I was crying. I absolutely loved my time at Mideast. Mm-hmm. Um, I went straight into the OUZ program at... Um, you have to do like anatomy and all your prereqs and stuff. So I started that. And that, you know, took one year. And then by the second year, you start back into nursing classes. So the first year was pretty easy. It was just anatomy, which I took, you know, high school level here. And being in the nursing program, is pretty easy classes, chemistry, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, then I just kind of went right into the nursing program and just took every step of the way to get my bachelor's and here I am now finally mm-hmm. graduated four years later and you, your work you worked at a nursing yeah a nursing home for a while and then you've been in a labor and delivery unit yep I started the nursing home job in August of 2017 right after I finished taking my boards um, I worked there for two years and uh, that, I started my hospital clinicals that same fall I went to the hospital to work once I got into the hospital and did those kinds of clinicals I just knew I wanted to be anywhere in the hospital mm-hmm. they had a job open on labor and delivery so I took it there and I absolutely love my job really you, happy there what, what do you like about it the most I love scrubbing in with the doctors for c-sections so like I'm the one that hands the doctor all the instruments yeah the c-section I set up the operating room and everything you're right there you know handing them every single tool that they need every stitch I just think it's I love being in that sterile environment and scrubbing and it's just Mm -hmm. a lot of fun. And, you know, seeing the babies being born is pretty cool being on that side of the drape. So do you like, you know, it's like forceps whack and you just slap it in there. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You um, see it all the time on like Grey's Anatomy and stuff like that. I don't know if that crap's real or not. is you, are you taught to smack it in the hand? Yeah, I okay. remember one doctor, I handed it to him kind of soft, and he's like, you know, you got to smack it in my hand because I need to know <laughs> it's there. Because especially if it's like a hemostat, if like there's a bleeder or something, mm-hmm. they they don't want to take their eyes off of what they're looking at. Ah. So they want to feel you smack it in their hand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to hand it to them the specific way so that way they don't have to adjust it in their hand and everything. But, yeah, they want to mm-hmm. know it's there mm-hmm. when you give it to them. So now that you have your... RN, it, is it like a different role now you do, or is it just? I'm still waiting to take my boards for my RN. Okay. We're waiting on our code. We just got our degrees authorized today, actually. So hopefully I get my code soon, and I'm going to test as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the LPN versus RN role is completely different on labor and delivery. And not going to lie, I'm really going to miss scrubbing because the RNs don't scrub. Hmm. Um. They're the ones like checking the moms, you know, seeing how their labor's progressing. They're the ones that are one-to-one with the moms. Gotcha. The LPN floats around to every single room, every delivery for the most part. And uh, so I honestly, I don't even really have to chart on my job for labor and delivery. And the Mm. RNs do all the charting. I'm more hands-on kind of, I would say. Like, you know, not having to sit at the computer and do any charting. I can go all day without getting on the computer one time to do my job right now, which is really interesting because you're not going to find hardly any nursing jobs like that. Yeah. So, like, <sighs> I know you, I know you don't. This is a weird question. I don't know if this is weird or cool. Okay, but I'm going to ask it. Like, how many babies a day on a typical day do 
you deliver? I work night shift, and so night shift is a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. Not always, definitely not always, but um, like during the days when people have their scheduled C-sections, like if they're repeats, like because once you have one C-section, they encourage you to keep having them. A lot of doctors won't offer you anything but a C-section after you've had one. Mm-hmm. So nobody's going to come in at 1 a.m. to have their C-section unless it's an emergency or something's going wrong. So day shift sees a lot of the scheduled C-sections. I think yesterday on day shift, they had seven is what I seen when wow. I was at work today. Um, I mean, how rewarding is that? It's pretty cool. That's got to be cool. Hmm. I, I know I, I have a million questions that I can't ask you right now on this microphone because it's too specific, and I don't I don't want you know any incident to come back or anything. But uh, I can ask a weird one. Is there anything like I've heard this thing about full moons? Does that have anything to do with it, or is that just I garbage? I think it does um, for labor and delivery, but I also did my preceptorship, which was my like last clinical before I graduated. Um, you're one-to-one with an RN. I did my preceptorship in the ER because I just wanted to get a little taste of something different because I, I already knew how labor and delivery was. I know how to job lined up on labor and delivery, but I wanted to just see other things, mm-hmm. some traumas and things like that. So I did my preceptorship in the ER, and when it's a full moon, it was wild in there. And things definitely pick up on labor and delivery, too. And it, when I worked at the nursing home, you know, the sundowning people, it's like sundowning plus full moon. It, it was going to be a crazy night. Hmm. What um, Was there a specific person that you kind of followed, after, you know, like followed in the footsteps or anything like that? Do you have nurses in your family? What, what made you go to this role? Uh, I have a lot of nurses in my family. Um, my mom was an RN, still practices. Um, I always kind of wanted to be like her. I wanted to make sure that I had a job that I could support myself in independently no matter what, especially when it comes to my horses. I didn't want to have to ever rely on a boyfriend or a husband or anybody like that to buy my horses or pay for my horses or anything like that. I right. wanted to be able to do all, all that on my own, be able to function on my own. And uh, But my mom was a nurse, and I always kind of liked that. Um Probably my dream job, to be honest, would be an equine reproductive veterinarian, but I didn't want to sell my horses to go to vet school and take eight, ten years of my life to do all that and have so much debt. So I I figured I'd be more happy being able to live my life now and do what I wanted and not have to spend that much time in school. Tell me about, like, you, you are into, like, racing and rodeo stuff oh yeah well is it rodeo stuff explain that to someone who doesn't know um and that would be me there's horse shows which are just like horses barrel racing like that's all they do all day long you might have 300 people entered in the open and it's just barrel racing it can be guys girls little kids it doesn't matter you can enter one horse you can enter five horses in the same class um rodeos are for women only because it's the girl sport of rodeo and, um, you know, they'll have bull riding, they'll have roping, all that kind of stuff. And it's usually at like a, it's a public event, like uh, the, they'll do it for entertainment, like mm-hmm. at the county fair rodeos, or there's a couple radio places around Ohio that are just set up for rodeos. And you can only enter one time, you get one run at mm-hmm. a rodeo um, per day. Usually if it's like a three day event, you might be able to run a couple times, like once every day. But yeah. But I, I like the rodeos more. It's a lot more fun. The crowd's there. The crowd will start yelling. It's, it's a lot more fun for me. How many horses do you have? 
Two. Two horses. Yep. Names. Beauty, Beauty and Huey. H- Huey and yep. Beauty. I've had Beauty for 17 years. I was five or six. Now, horses live to be what? Like 50, right? 30. 30? Okay. 25, 30. Sometimes older than 30. Hmm. Um... Let's talk, let's talk COVID for a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, I know I'm kind of late. I, I really wanted to reach out to to uh, the former nurses that I've had over the years. There's been a lot of them. Um, and, and just talk to them about what they're going through. Because I, I think during the whole, the whole thing, I don't think that was shared enough. Like, okay, so we just know kind of what we're seeing on the news, right? But there wasn't any, like, cameras inside showing what was going on. And I'm like, why is this not happening? You know, there's documentaries on everything. Um, So let's go back to maybe last April when, it, you know, lockdown, all that stuff. What What was hospitals like then? Of course, back then it wasn't super intense. But tell me about uh, what you can share, I guess, about some intense moments. I remember when my manager told us about the very first case in Muskegon County. And um, the very first case which is actually a buddy of mine in, in the nursing program, it was his dad. And he openly talked about it and um, shared with us. But it was scary at first, you know, he told us, you know, his dad was in the hospital for like 13 days and had a pretty bad case and was really sick. And, you know, they were really worried. And um, I remember going on spring break for um, my junior year and we never went back and so it was it's pretty scary because we didn't know how bad every case was going to be and um, luckily on labor and delivery we really didn't see that many cases I don't remember myself specifically taking care of anyone COVID positive um, I, I didn't work a whole lot at the time because of school and stuff when it was getting really bad but you know you know, labor and delivery, you know, you're in there, it's a family thing. Like, you know, they're in there for good reasons, usually. I mean, bringing a life into the world and, mm-hmm. you know, it just kind of stinks when you'd have to put on a whole gown, which I was actually on the floor with one COVID positive patient, but I wasn't ever in the room. But like my man or the charge nurse would come out, you know, fully gowned up wearing the capper mask or the N95 and, and just, you know, it, it wasn't as much of a you know, the nurse can maybe bond as much with the patient because, you know, just, you know, seeing, and even with the masks now, like you can't walk in and give your patient a smile because they can't really see your face or anything. But luckily we didn't have too many cases up yeah. on my floor. I think maybe I remember one on postpartum that got sick after she had her baby and, um, but. I'm sure some of your coworkers though were yeah. like, especially like nursing homes, things like that. I mean, where it was just so isolated at first and nobody knew how to handle it and all that. And, you know, pretty much almost, I mean, I know for a fact where I work, it's all women that are the nurses on labor and delivery. There's the only men are one CRNA and then the doctors or a couple CRNAs and the doctors. So a lot of them are, you know, having families and stuff. A lot of them have really little kids at home. So they were really scared to bring that home to their kids or a lot of them were trying to get pregnant or were pregnant. And and so it was kind of hard. You're trying to, you know, give some of those patients that were sick to people that, you know, might be not older, older and like the more 
um, the age range that's most affected and most deadly, but like also not the ones that have a six week old infant at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've probably had some <laughs> days where, I mean, I'm sure things go, you know, wrong and, and it's terrible some days and, um, other days are the greatest rewarding things ever. What do you do when you've had a really long day and what's the longest shift you've ever worked? Um, at the hospital, I've just been working 12s, but I have worked, uh, just 12, 16 hour shifts <laughs> at the nursing home a couple of times. Yeah. So what, what do you do to go home and decompress from that? Like what's your, what's your ritual? Do you have a ritual on that? Not really. Um, I don't have my horses at my house right now. I'm getting ready to move. Actually, my boyfriend just bought a house and we're moving in together later this month and it's got a horse barn and a pasture. So it'll be really nice just to be able to go home and just have my horses out back because that's what I've always done in the past is just be able to go and see my horses and ride or go on a trail ride or something. Mm-hmm. But um, I just like to be outside. Like if when it's nice out, it's I've had a really long day. You know, if I'm working day shift you know getting home at eight o'clock and it's still light out and warm just like sit on the patio or um, my mom and stepdad have a boat so a couple times we've went out on the boat or like to pop a booze at Buckeye Lake and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and it's well I don't really have a ritual certain song you listen to or something like that my playlist goes from George (laughs) Strait to rap to rock to everything so um can we talk about high school versus college for a minute? Yeah. Since there's no better expert in this room than you, you just you've just went through it. Um, any math, by the way? I had to take statistics online. One statistics class. Yeah. Yeah, and that can be rough. It was. Um, the math was pretty hard, but mm-hmm. the way our professor did the class, we did get home or points for doing our homework. We had homework assignments every week. And they were kind of like mini tests. Like, I mean, we had to do good on our homework to get a good grade, obviously. Uh, it wasn't just like a completion grade. But, um, yeah, math, that, that was about the only math. But there is a lot of, like, math and pharmacology, which is what they hit us hard on mm-hmm. the last three years of the nursing program. Mm-hmm. So what did you have to, like, shift gears from high school to college? Honestly, um, my junior year of the LPN program, when everything's brand new to you. You mm-hmm. don't know what anything means in the medical field. Mm-hmm. That was probably the hardest out of all six years I've been in nursing school, um, the two years of LPN and four years for bachelors, because everything was just so new and I really studied my butt off to get good grades and do well. And then once I felt like I kind of had a handle on how to think like a nurse in that first and second year, it honestly made the RN program pretty smooth like I can't complain like even if I didn't know the answer specifically when it's multiple choice you can look at it and like just there's certain words and certain questions that you know would make it right or wrong like nothing's what I want to say all the time Mm -hmm. in the medical field like if there's a all the time or every or something like that in the question it's usually not right right like I just learned how to answer questions and uh prioritize Mm mm-hmm and so it, it honestly didn't make the bachelor part too hard for me. It, it was pretty smooth sailing four years. I think I think the difference between you and a typical, I don't think you were a typical high school student. I think you were like top 
No, I'm serious. <laughs> I don't know about that. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, you, you, I never had to say, Morgan, get off your phone. Morgan, get, get your folder out. You know, it was like always out. You knew what you had to do. So you put the hours, the, the sweat in, in high school and then kept it going in college. A lot of people, I think, are not, they, they, they sort of coast a little bit through high school and they're, you know, and then they hit college and it's like, oh, you needed to be acting like you were when you were 17, you know? Um, and, you know, that's the reason why 60 plus percent don't graduate college. It's, oh, yeah. it's bad. Um, so, well, congratulations on that. And I'm glad, I mean, that's such a cool feeling. I remember it. And I'm, I'm glad that you know, you, you went through a ceremony, right? You got to actually yeah. do that. Thank goodness. Yeah, my grandpa got to pin me and, or no, he didn't pin me, but he got to go to my pinning ceremony. My mom pinned me. She was the same one that pinned me for my LPN graduation, but I had my mom and my grandpa there. And, That's awesome. Um, yeah, my, my experience at OUZ was really great. And, uh, honestly, I just have to have a shout out to the whole community of Zanesville because I was able to get my college 100% paid for. I have absolutely no student debt. I probably made, I definitely made money going to college and that extra money I was able to put towards my books that's not included in the price of tuition and mm -hmm. gas to travel. Um, it was like, I know a um, couple, uh, where did I get some scholarships from? Genesis gave me scholarships um, that um, Geyer, Taylor, Kincaid mm -hmm. Law, I'm mm -hmm. probably not saying that in the right order. Um, I think I got one from Huntington Bank, or they gave me scholarships to apply for, which I got. Mm -hmm. um, I got some scholarships right out of high school from like Crooksville area. Licking County Foundation was given scholarships to Muskingum County residents. So it's out there. You're not going to always come out of college and thousands and thousands of dollars in debt if you play your cards right and apply for these scholarships because they're out there and sometimes people just aren't applying. Yeah. A and you have to do you have to be an awesome student too like that's i i 100 think that a anyone that's looking to go to college like after winter of their last year their senior year that that needs to be almost like a full-time job because oh, yeah. if you if you can get I, I always liken it to like people think scholarships is like fishing right it's like you don't just put one pole in the water you put a hundred of them in the water and then hopefully you catch 10. Oh yeah, the, and those little scholarships add up. The yes. two hundred and fifty dollars scholarships. A lot of people are like, "Oh, it's only two hundred and fifty dollars," but it adds up quick. It's a book. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's you know, people if they feel like you're gonna graduate, they can throw more money at you. Mm -hmm. You know, so that is important. It's important because w when you're trying to turn it around from uh, a struggling student their junior year and all the way through school and then suddenly oh let's get serious then it's harder to get those yeah. things but when you, that's why I, I just want this to go in the ears of like eighth graders that's where it starts you know mm -hmm. seventh and eighth graders is you might as well get serious about this it's kind of important um, I did not ask you about accomplishments in the barrel racing no did you do you have any like trophies and stuff like that um i did when i was younger i was in 4-h and when i was 14 i did win the state fair 
Mm-hmm. And that was my goal. That was right before I moved to Crooksville, too. I was at Knox County. Um, I did good at my local fair, and I went to state fair, and I won a couple classes. And I was like, all right, I won state fair. I'm done with 4-H. I quit 4-H, and uh, cause there's no money in 4-H, like, you know, a lot of, like, for the horse people. Like, a lot of, you know, the people who show cows and pigs, they come out every year with a paycheck for their animal. Um, but I wanted to start going to shows where I could make some money back um, doing it. So I started going to open shows and everything and winning some money. Um, I've got to travel to a few different states, West Virginia. Um, I went to world championship at Georgia. I didn't do any good, really, but you're competing with $100,000 horses. Right. And my horse was $400. Um, last year, my main horse basically had the whole year off because of COVID. They canceled, you know, all the county fairs. Mm-hmm. And I take her just to rodeos. Mm-hmm. And um, so there wasn't really that many rodeos to go to. So she had the year off. Um, we're going to be back this year. We'll probably be running at the Muskingum County Fair this year. Um, I've placed at that the last few years I've ran at it. Um, this is kind of nice. You know, you haul 20 minutes to the fair, and I think I got second place in one of them is $400. So it can be it can be nice. It can nice. be profitable sometimes. It's fun too, right? Yeah, but in the end, horses can be a lot of money. Yeah. Um what's what's next for you um i'm just ready to start working as soon as i take my boards um i'll be able to start training full-time i already have all my classes and um, orientation done Mm -hmm. already for the hospital so they're literally just waiting for me to take my boards so i can start training with um an rn on the floor um i move like i said moving into a house with my boyfriend later this month and uh excited about that um ready to be out on my own not living with my mom and my stepdad and although they've been great to me i can't complain it's been nice not having to try to rent an apartment on top of going to school full-time right. and pay all my own bills um they've helped me out a lot that's for sure over the years um yeah i'm just ready to start working and see where things go i well i mean thanks for doing it that's a wonderful profession to be in um, are you ready for happy fun time questions? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to lighten it up a little bit and then we'll get serious again. Okay. And then we'll close it out with the best question. I can't wait to ask you. Okay. Uh, one, you can only pick one here. One song that fires you up on the way to work. Um, oh. <laughs> Just one. You can pick it. I don't care. Um, there are no rules. I've been listening to Hurricane by I Prevail a lot lately. I don't know if you've ever heard of that song. It's been out for a little while now. But Is that Christian rock it, stuff? No? No. It sounds really it's, familiar. It's not. Um, It's good. It's good. I know it's a song you'd like. But for some reason, that's just... Or when I'm going to a barrel race or something, mm-hmm. and I want to get pumped up, something like that. Or so, sometimes even old country can fire me up. Mm-hmm. But uh, probably that song. Okay. Weirdest show on Netflix that you can't stop watching? Um, I was watching Teen Mom too, which is not that <laughs> weird, but it's just funny. <laughs> I watched this show. Uh, you know how they have all these subscription services, this oh, Discovery yeah. Plus bullcrap. They make you pay for it. Well, there was this thing. It was called, uh, oh, God, Pig People or Pig Nation. Oh, or, is it about the show and the yes. pigs? Yes. Yeah. And they did, they just dropped one episode out there, and they're like, "Oh, if you want to see more, you got to pay four ninety nine. 
and I don't know why, but I found that fascinating. Like I, that was a world I didn't know existed. Like, oh yeah. Seriously, they called themselves pig people because uh, they one showed of my buddies. Pigs. One of my good buddies, he graduated a couple years below me from Mid East. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he was in carpentry or electrical trades. I can't remember now, but he's big into showing pigs. And he's been traveling all over the state doing that. He went to like Iowa or Illinois or something to get his pigs. But yeah, it's a big business. Like big time. Yeah. Like like pig sabotage and stuff. It was very intriguing. Uh, you know how I have here, who do you idolize? So like sports people or uh, music people or movie stars, who do you idolize? Um, in the horse world, I would idolize this girl named Haley Kinzel. She's won over a million dollars in like the last five years barrel race, and she's got a phenomenal horse. Um, in general, for some reason, um, Ben Carson, he you know came from nothing mm-hmm. really, had a really hard childhood growing up, um, you know, then went to become a pediatric neurosurgeon, and I think at one time he was talking about running for president, which I I don't really like him necessarily for the politics, nothing for or against. I, don't get into that kind of stuff but Mm -hmm. um just how the i just kind of the doctors just amaze me sometimes especially the ones that are humble that don't act like they're god Mm -hmm. um because some physicians definitely act like they're god Mm -hmm. um but yeah he you know just his story how he kind of came from nothing and you know turned into one of the best pediatric neurosurgeons in the world uh if oh, back to a horse question here if you could take a ride on any kind of exotic horse what kind would it be and where would it be that's a weird one isn't it well, i knew you'd like it though honestly there's nothing exotic about a quarter horse but those are my favorite kind of horses mm-hmm. um but i would love to go on some trails out west towards like the grand canyon mm-hmm. stuff like that i love it out west where all the red rock mountains are and stuff like that like sedona around that area my uncle lives out there so i've gotten to go out there with him mm-hmm. and uh i would just love to be able to go on some trail rides out there with all the cactus and everything like that mm-hmm. what about your dream car uh, <laughs> i i have a dream truck probably all right that's fine this is the I'd like to upgrade my truck. I have a F-150 right now. I want to get a, a Cummins, probably 3500 dually. Big old thing with a ladder on it. You got to get up in there. Almost, yeah. I want I got a, a bigger truck to get a bigger trailer eventually. Yeah, I got a friend that picked me up from one of those, and I was in it. I mean, giant truck. This thing was giant. And I was in there. I got my briefcase and my thermos and lunchbox and everything. And I went to get out, opened the door, stepped out, and it was like a three-foot drop. I just about face first right on the because I forgot I was up so high. Although um, I can't remember the Chevy dealership on the north end of uh, Maple Avenue. Mm-hmm. They got this truck. My boyfriend's obsessed with it. It's a TRX uh, Ram, and it's like one hundred fourteen thousand dollars for a fifteen hundred. So, but it's got like seven hundred two horsepower. He says so. He wants that thing really bad. And that's a house. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. No, that's really a house. Uh, okay. If you could, let's see, if you could go back in a time machine right now and talk to Morgan Mulligan, 17-year-old, what would you tell her? You had 30 seconds, go. Don't let boys break your heart. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we get, you know, I I see this all the time. People get so wrapped up in, I I don't want to say it's like a fishbowl, but like when when you're in, in love like that and and you're young you think that's it oh yeah 
And so, but it's not, you know, Zanesville's not it either. There's a lot of people in Zanesville. Uh, there's a lot of people in Ohio and the world, right? It's like big. So, but still, I gotcha. Uh, what is the quirkiest thing about you that you can share? Quirkiest thing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like guess the volume knob's got to be on an odd number or something weird like that. I think, honestly, just being a horse girl is quirky in itself. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably just that in general. People are like, oh, no, she's a horse girl. She's talking about horses. Um, I mean, I can definitely back a trailer up probably better than most men. Mm-hmm. Unless they're, you know, truck drivers or mm-hmm. the rednecks are typically pretty good at that. But mm-hmm. uh, more of a tomboy, I guess, than anything. What is your pet peeve? drives you nuts that other people do people chewing with their mouth open slopping that's the Um, number one answer my grandpa does that and i love him to death one of my favorite people in the world but i just can't stand it chews gum really loud too (laughs) mouth wide open yeah that's got to be the most annoying thing it's just that noise let's go back to high school for a minute you when i knew you i actually printed out your letter recommendation i wrote you five years ago oh really yeah and i was looking at it because it had all the things on it and so you were and you were you volunteered for all kinds of stuff um and so you were super busy and you got the good grades so you didn't know how to not have time to do something Mm -hmm. right there's always time to do something where did you pick that up at honestly um i went to utica high or utica most of my life um when my father passed away, I moved to Crooksville, and Crooksville is such a small school. Um, I have one really, really good friend from Crooksville that would be the maid, maid of honor in my wedding if I got married tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, and her little sister. Um, we're all close, but I really have no connections to Crooksville anymore. I was just so small, and I was always the new kid. I went there my freshman and sophomore year, so when I went to Mideast, everybody's the new kid. So mm-hmm. I just absolutely loved Mideast. Like, mm-hmm. I had the best experience, like meeting new people, and it, it was just wasn't as like I, I don't want to say clicky. It but is, you know, I how, know what you're saying. Yeah, you know how homeschools are, yeah. especially ones as small as Crooksville. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Crooksville. Crooksville did give me a lot. I got a lot of scholarships from Crooksville. Had a lot of great teachers. But coming to Mid East was just socially better. I had a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. I would say because I, I didn't play any sports or anything either, so I didn't really have anything to connect with people to Crooksville mm-hmm. besides my best friends that ride horses from there mm-hmm. and uh the ones actually had my horse the last six months training them but um yeah I just wanted to make the most of my time in high school um you know luckily with my mom and my step that I didn't have to have a job while I was in high school um so I I did get to spend time doing what I kind of more of what I wanted I didn't have to work you know 24 40 you know hours a week um so I, I had time to participate in the extra stuff, which made it really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, my last question here is pretty deep. So this year, <laughs> when I talk to people toward the end of the year, especially with seniors and stuff, and we start talking about success stuff, they're, the students that I've had my entire career are like all ears. Okay, they're listening very intently on that stuff. And... This year, I think there's, um, 
I don't want to say they're not listening, but it's like there's some disbelief there. It's like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Okay. Well, the clock's ticking, right? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I get the fact that this year's been very hard the last couple of years. Um, I'm kind of calling it, you know how there was like a, a post 9-11 student? How they changed well, you're probably... Yeah, don't forget I was born in 98. Yeah. So I was like, not two or three. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't remember anything about that. But Yeah. Um, well, that's the... the stories, yeah. The people. thing about how, you know, after the, the school shootings and stuff happened, they went into and they started giving everybody a tr- participation trophy. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they told teachers to stop doing competitions in class and make sure everybody feels special to raise self-esteem and all that stuff, which is all fine. But it, it's, you know, some of that, some of that works and some of it doesn't work so well. Well, it causes other things to happen. Um, I, I think there may be the beginning of like a post-pandemic student type thing going on. Mm-hmm. Like it's the, because COVID has made people use their cell phone a lot more. Oh, yeah. And so, it's, so there's a withdrawal into it. It's not that connection, face-to-face, personal right. connection. I, I think it's leave, it's not gone, but it's definitely less because, you know, we were told don't get near each other. The whole year, you know, and distance and all that stuff. Um, if you can walk, if you could walk into my class um, or a nursing classroom, say Dr. Price or Saldridge's class, what would you tell them? Keep on keeping on. Don't. I mean, it, I can't imagine doing the LPN program with everything going on right now that'd be really hard but it's possible and you don't want to turn down that opportunity to do it like no matter how hard things get there are adults you know 30 years old that have kids that are trying to go back to the LPN adult program and do everything and you know it costs a lot more to do it after you're graduated so just don't give up because it's that that program is such an amazing opportunity to be you know 18 19 years old making decent money and you know you still have time to go back to school if you wish mm-hmm. like i mean there's people that are getting their lpn when they're 30 40 years old like which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that it's good everybody you know education's one thing nobody can ever take away from you sure and uh but do it while you have the opportunity to save money it's mm-hmm. gonna cost a lot less um and the adult program's 10 months versus, I think it's 10 months, something like that, versus the high school program over two years. And it's hard because teaching 16, 17-year-old kids, that kind of stuff is hard. But you got into that program for a reason. It's because you're smart and you can do it. Mm-hmm. So don't give up, like, no matter how hard it gets. Don't be lazy. Right. Read the book. Get it done on time. Thanks for coming in, Morgan. I really Thank appreciate it. Um, if you are listening to this for the first time, Maybe somebody Morgan knows that I don't know or, or whoever you are. Thank you for joining us today. Um, you can find all of my episodes at the website tapodcast.net. You can find it all there. Um, it's also on every flavor of podcast host you can get. Okay, it's on Spotify and all that stuff. In fact, you're listening to it right now on one of those feeds. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to say thanks and get Morgan's message out to other people, um, five-star review my show on Apple Podcasts. That's how you do it. 
that's what makes it go out farther it like it spreads it right um so we would appreciate that uh that's it morgan thanks for coming thank you for having me have a great rest of your day and i will talk to you guys soon you have been listening to teacher answers if you would like to submit a question drop me an email at teacher answers at gmail.com or you can leave me a voicemail on the anchor podcast site anchor.fm slash teacher answers 